A global conspiracy. International bankers, always the same. Follow the money, honey. For world domination. Thousands of years of waiting, generation. And you have made it possible. Now we are ready. Until in an instant, the world is changed. Cloud 10 Pictures, in association with Namesake Entertainment, proudly present Kirk Cameron. This is insane. People don't just disappear. Brad Johnson. I know where Mom and Rainy are. Chelsea Noble. They're not here. They're not anywhere. And Clarence Gilliard. I knew your message. I knew your words. Left Behind the Movie. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We're part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TheMainDamie. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation, and you can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Lovecchio, and with me as always is Mark Myers and Dan Aquino. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, have have you read the best book ever created? The Bible? Dianetics? I think I was right. I think I was Mark, right? Yes, okay. you were. You were. You were a good son. <laughs> if it helps, I took a theology class in uh, college. Does that count? Would you Would you have a good enough arm to throw a ball at a cross and knock it over in a church? Uh, I barely had a good enough arm to make it from third base to first base, so <laughs> I, yes. I don't think I could. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so Mark is alluding to that it is Easter Sunday this weekend. And to celebrate it, we watched the worst Christian propaganda movie of all time. Yep. And none other than Kirk Cameron's Left Behind, colon, the movie. Oh, that's part. <laughs> that's actually part yeah. of the title. Yep. <laughs> oh, because it was weird. When I was asking what movie we were watching, and you said Left Behind, the movie... I just figured, for, for some reason, you were just calling, just saying that it's the movie, not that it was actually a part of the title. That's upsetting. Nope, it is Left Behind, colon, the movie. Yeah, this, uh, is, this... is more propaganda than even um, Kirk Cameron Saves Christmas. Yes, uh, this was the, the original version of this movie. Um, if you don't know, it was redone in 2014 by with Nicolas Cage in the lead role. Really? Um, they kind of combined characters, created uh, Buck Williams is the pilot in the movie, and uh, it has very little Christian propaganda in it. Um, oh, good. Yeah. That, it's going to be, well, I'll get on with my point later. Okay. I, say. <laughs> I was waiting. Are you leaving <laughs> us in suspense? Like, yeah. I'll let you run through the thing and then slightly upset by hearing that. Uh, um, it is, uh, came out in 2000. Directed by Vic Sarin, currently stands at a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 4.6 score on IMDb. So, gentlemen, I just want to kind of briefly ask you, when did you let Jesus Christ into your life and hearts? Uh, uh, when I was forced to by my parents. <laughs> I don't think that's the correct first response to that question, Dan. Uh, I, I uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah maybe, maybe that came out a little harsh but yeah i had no plans on letting anyone into my life and then they just they decided yeah you're going to you know sunday school and all that and jesus was more thrust upon me than allowed in yeah i i did the uh it's gonna sound like prison time i did 12 <laughs> years in catholic school um you poor yes. man 
so a lot of this is you know all, all that stuff when when you get it i i don't know if forced down your throat is a is the right way to phrase it because i didn't resist it when i was that young you know so it wasn't technically forced that's all i really knew but yeah it's you know once you start reading history and and stuff like that you can see some of the stuff that they teach you like oh well that kind of is really this that uh, there's all this evidence for right you know start thinking for yourself yeah once you start thinking for yourself you realize oh this makes Mm -hmm. yeah i I guess disclaimer i might bash religion pretty hard on this but (laughs) i I am not anti-religion really so yeah i don't want anyone to be like oh this guy's a soulless heathen yeah, my feeling is I'll always open, keep open the possibility that there is something I don't know. Right, I well, never f- fully believe I know the answers to everything. So could there be something? Sure. Um, the, the, the beauty of Christianity is you could go your whole life without believing it. And then right before you die, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I believe. And boom, you're good. Uh, Catholicism. <laughs> right, what, what does Homer say, Aunt? Uh, when when they ask what he follows, well, what's, the, what's that religion with all the, uh, the made-up stuff where... I forget exactly what the line is, but he basically <laughs> says, what's the stuff when you can have as much fun as you want and repent at the end? <laughs> yeah. Right? Christianity. Christianity. <laughs> I, yeah. I, remember, I remember telling people, like, what, there's no harm saying that you believe in it because if you're wrong, there's nothing there. But if you're right, then boom, you're eternal happiness, eternal right. life. The nice, cynical, <laughs> pragmatic way of thinking about a religion. For exactly. me... I let Jesus into my heart when I'm with my first wife, who was devoutly religious, and I was an airline pilot, <laughs> and I thought she was silly until one day I came home to find she had been <laughs> she had been uh, raptured, raptured by the uh, Lord. Yeah, I, I that was a hard time. Book, for you. Opened up the good book, and I found Jesus that way. Um, no, same thing. CCD. Up until I was in seventh grade, and my parents were like, "All right, you're confirmed. I don't give a shit what you do at this point." <laughs> uh, oh, so I, I'm the only one that had to forcefully take theology classes for twelve years. <laughs> I I took one theology class in college. Yeah, oh, okay. Like I said, same here. And I did that on my own. Yeah, getting that nice uh, general education uh, credit. Uh, nice and credits. easy. Theo 101. <laughs> well, my, my class was at eight o'clock in the morning so it was kind of pain. and i did that on purpose i'll remind you so i, I kind of i i find religion interesting when it's done correctly and this movie is not the case when it comes to that i mean there there's a there's a time and a place for religion and religion has its has its benefits as well as yes. it has its um negatives um this movie is its negatives yes yeah yeah it's the uh that movie Dogma, when George Carlin says the Catholic Church, Church never makes mistakes, this was one of those mistakes. Mistakes yeah. have been made. Yeah. Um, it's, this is probably less of a Catholic movie and more. Yeah, it's more yeah. Christianity. Uh, it's Pro- a very, it's a very, very specific uh, form of Christianity that um, Kirk Cameron uh, aligns himself with. Uh, so it's all, it's almost fringe. It really, he's. He's an he's technically an evangelical Christian, but uh, people that really put into their um, the idea of uh, the end times prophecy, yeah, uh, really takes that to heart and shit like that. As what basically all this movie is about, it's there. This is based on a sixteen book series um, by, and I could probably look that up very quickly. 
Written by Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins, um, who apparently did not like this movie at all. Did not feel like it was... It wasn't religious enough? Uh, I think they felt, felt like it wasn't good enough. Oh, okay. The nail on the head. Specifically that... dealing with Christian dispensa- dispensationalist end time. So they okay. didn't like that it dealt with it? No, they just didn't think it was a good movie. They were disappointed with the, the production value. Okay. They were so, actually ha- pleased with the the one with Nicolas Cage. They were pleased with it. They were. Okay. So because that just... one really it's it loosely based, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Like, because this movie is very you know heavy-handed with it, obviously. Yeah. And it's super anti-Semitic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There. Well, we've sorry. we've watched almost thirty movies now. Um. Right. It may be over. Point. Uh. We've watched thirty movies, and there have been some uncomfortable moments uh for some reason there's a more often than not there's some sort of rape scene or a sexual assault going on in these movies but i have not been more uncomfortable than when kirk cameron utters the word the jews and the arabs he just has he just puts the stank on it yeah that just feels like he's dropping the (laughs) n-word when when I was listening to him talk, I really didn't know how to how to take what he was saying. You know what I mean? It was like I get the message that he was trying to convey, but I I didn't know why. I guess I didn't understand the reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. Is it just that is it is he really anti-Semitic and is he a truther or anything like that? I I don't know his backstory. Right. So uh, again, he's one of these guys that are super into the prophecy of the end times. And okay. part part of that, uh, the the prophecy of the end times is very it's like Jewish religion has a big role in that prophecy, specifically yeah, okay. with their with their existence in the Holy Land. So a lot of that um, this movie does have that whole idea of them building the temple in the Holy Land, um, and them being in that Holy Land is kind of the. Um, the sign of the end times when Israel was uh, first um, created in like 1946. A lot of evangelical Christians believe that to be the sign of the end times. Okay. Uh, because the so, there Israel Israelites have returned to the Holy Land. So are, is the reasoning behind the disappearance of everyone in, in this movie? Is that why? Because the Israelites are building the temple on the Holy Land. Because it's weird because I thought, you know, in the beginning, he's talking about a crop that's sprung up in the desert of uh, Jerusalem, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good thing. And they're talking about getting ready to, you know, feed the world's population because somehow they can now. And so, and they're, they're suddenly attacked, but it's not by Israel, right? It's, it's by Muslims. Muslims. So I guess, yeah. Do, do they say any specific Muslim group? Uh, the When they're quoting the Bible, it's enemies from the north. Okay. Which, if you know geography, probably means Iran. Okay. Probably. <laughs> so so at that point, the, the, like the, the enemy airships are blown out of the sky somehow. I guess it's an act yeah. of God. Yeah, it's yep. part of the Bible verse. Okay. And so that's another Christian. But that, then that doesn't make sense if... God is protecting it, essentially right. what happened to Plainsville. But why would they do that if the Israelites are bad? It's just, religion in general is confusing. And this this movie 
adds to that, in my opinion, because I don't know who's supposed to be there, who's not supposed oh. to be there. If And again, not a theologian, but I believe the reason why he does, you know, the stuff, God, is because the prophecy has to play out. Okay. So, you know, this has to happen. The Antichrist has to come. He has to build the temple. He has to sit on the temple for seven years. It's the worst seven years on earth. And then Jesus comes back and brings the kingdom of heaven to earth. Okay. That's essentially why, you know, and the, if, again, haven't read the book in a long, long time. Um, or at least The book? Rev- you mean the good book? The good book. Revelation, specifically. <laughs> um, that I believe the, at least probably in the King James Version or whatever this doomsday one believes in, that the like in this movie the the israelis have something to do with the antichrist building his temple church or his temple yeah so that's why they're the bad guy so you see now i kind of got thrown off track with this movie and i don't know if this happened to you guys so you have kirk cameron's uh buck and he's a reporter for gnn Mm -hmm. and so i thought i really hope that's meant god's news network or I thought, I thought I don't it was think like that's global. what I was thinking too. I thought it was a like global network. That's I'm sure it was global. So I figured it was going to follow him throughout the movie. And then you go to the airline pilot. Who, I'm, I'm assuming he's adulterous yep. because yeah. he's uh, he's banging an airline stewardess. Yeah. And... Played by Kirk Cameron's wife. Ooh, I didn't know that. Very good. Uh, this adds a whole new layer now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then it, it goes over to him and you have his whole story. And it never really connected I, I I get because she disappears. She she's raptured, I guess. But it didn't add anything to the movie, did it? I mean, yeah. I, like I know they meet up and he's his flight back to New York or whatever. Yeah. But his story could have probably been lifted out, and it wouldn't have made a difference to the movie. Any opinion on that, Mark? I guess um that's true. But the whole reason for the there's there's two reasons for most of that story. Okay. Um, and it all has to do with this being very much Christian propaganda. Okay. One, you have to establish, and Kirk Cameron even has the line in this, um, that it's not so much looking at the people that were taken, it's why were the people left behind. You know, so okay. you got the adulterer, you got the uh, non-believing uh, daughter, um, mm-hmm. all the children are gone, you know. Okay. They, they say that. Those pure-hearted um, babies. The, where do um, the dogs go? They were still around, apparently, because they were dying. They, they go straight the to movie. hell. Uh, um, Damn it. They have no uh, souls, Bailey. Yeah, and then, the, <laughs> then, then the, the deacon the deacon is there because he wasn't true of faith. He was just reciting it. He uh, didn't really okay. believe. Right, so, right. And, you know, and so he's that the was, one with the videotape, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that's the whole reason those stories existed. And reason two is they needed to introduce Hattie who becomes basically the Antichrist's right-hand person, the flight attendant. Yeah. So, oh, that's so, right. Because she so, works for those globalists at the UN. Yeah. So <laughs> the that, evil that, UN. Yeah. And just sitting here thinking, third reason is they need a catalyst to bring in the Christianity. So the yeah. whole pilot story is that catalyst. I, I just, I didn't, to me it was It more, doesn't need to be there. Right. No. It, you could have him there to, you know, obviously get... Cameron from point A to point B, but then you have the whole espionage where guys are, you know, snipers are taking pot shots at <laughs> them, and then cars are blowing up, and it's just like, what are we getting at here, man? My like, favorite part. What do you want fa- this to be? My favorite part of the sniper scene is that he lines up Kirk Cameron 
like first a few times and then then he slowly pans over to the computer which would have made more sense if he just shot kirk cameron first and then (laughs) shot the computer right yeah there'd be no reason to shoot the computer if you get kirk cameron yeah (laughs) well i mean you could destroy the computer so you don't have to keep shooting anyone who sits in that chair (laughs) also he he just shoots the monitor yeah, that's the hard drive is still intact. Unless it's an I, it's unless it's old school iMac. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, this was in two thousand, so it's possible. But I think it was just a regular, you know, Dell or IBM. But yeah, shooting way the, back sh- then. <laughs> shooting the monitor doesn't stop you from getting what you need. <laughs> and this whole discussion brings to the point that I stammered on when we found out about the Nicolas Cage movie is that. The whole movie is has a pretty good while paint by numbers setup if you just remove the religion part. Like the whole the whole scene in the deacon's office when he's watching the tape, that whole, you know, finding the religion again and all that. You just look that from the movie, the whole thing is still a pretty solid B spy thriller. You it becomes know? endgame. You know. Right. Essentially. Well, it's Avengers Endgame. You know, <laughs> I, I thought it was more of a, this is the end. You know, it's uh, just a bunch of douchebags are left behind. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're trying to figure out why. Now, like, why is Kirk Cameron left behind? Is he, is he left he behind? Was, he to... wasn't a believer. Yes. So what if I thought he was? No, nope. he finally accept, accepts God at the end. And he finally realizes that uh, the whole plot was true. Yeah, and then he realizes that Carp. I don't know. Does he realize that uh, Nikolai uh, is the Antichrist in that moment, or does it he take? He does. Yeah. Okay. God shows him according at to the Wikipedia. UN, right? Yeah. yeah. God My... reveals that UN Secre- Secretary General Nikolai Carpathia is the Antichrist. I liked that part. My favorite part of the movie was finding out that the uh, was the one security guard is from like Jersey City. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you're so and so from Jersey City. That's right, sir. Give me your gun. Okay. I'll admit this. That guy did a really good job in that scene. He did. He got to play the Antichrist. Uh, Gordon Curie. Yeah. You let me down. I thought you were talking about Mr. Well, him too. Super excited. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know me. (laughs) That's me. But just the, and this is obviously on a, it's a low, low scale of good, but just the way his, you know, the attitude changes in the character and he just slowly gets more sinister as he walks around the table and explains it, you know, and yeah, keep going. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that made a good villain in that scene. And like I'm I said, not gonna, I'm not going to agree only cause I'm not going to give this movie any, any positives. Cause I hated okay. this movie. I was going to say, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling to pinpoint any part, you know, like anything that sticks out other than the car blowing up the sniper and Jersey City guy. This is just a very bland movie. This is is dry toast, if it were a movie. It was a very... That scene, why I liked it a good bit, is because it was very... These guys that made this movie watched a Bond movie multiple times, and it was the villain introducing his plan sort of scene. You know, they darkened the lights a little bit, and... You know, he's walking around with the confidence, except in this movie, it's the end of the movie, you know, because they have, yeah. like, I think at least four or five more movies. Um, I think they only actually had two. Two? Oh, yeah. then 
Oh, I thought the girl was in more than two, but that could have just been me flipping real fast through IMDb. The uh, daughter, Chloe. Um, Are you talking about not Lacey Chabert? Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, there was Left Behind 2, Tribulation Force, and Left Behind 3, World at War. Okay, so three. But, yeah, it it's just, they, it was just, everything was, as good as that scene was, it was, you know, they drove it home more than they needed to, you know, with the, the part that lost me in it was the whole hand gesture thing when he was, you know, manipulating their minds. Um, I don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's when it started going over the top. But as doing a scene like that, it wasn't as they could have done things to like make him look like Satan or something, you know. But no, they just made the normal looking guy get a little more sinister. Like didn't like any no shades of horns or anything. Like they could have went really bad. With that scene, I just figured Nikolai was the bad guy because his name is Nikolai. Sure, and sure. And he's just <laughs> your your run of the mill Russian, I guess, right? Nikolai. Uh, Romanian. Romanian. Oh, and you know what I just realized? What Hayim? Is that the character's name? Hayim. Hayim Rosenzweig. Hayim. He was in uh, Tommy Boy. He's one of the uh, he's one of the brake pad uh, buyers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when, he, when Tommy is talking to him about a building model. Uh, Building a little model airplane. We're not buying it. That's uh, and why do they put it on the box? I'll tell you why they put it on. But uh, yeah, so that just made it a little more uh, interesting. This it goes up a, a notch. So we're at one. Sure. He's yeah. also in four episodes of Goosebumps. Is he now? He's the shopkeeper in Haunted Mask. Uh, one and yeah, he, two. He, he's been in a couple things, I think. He's been in a few. Yeah. I'm glad to see him. Yeah. Even yeah. even better to remember. Him. <laughs> if if he's, do you think he's still alive? Uh, let me see. If he. I would love to get, so we, we, on our list of people we want on our show, number one is Malibu. Yep. And I want to have this Number two is Jason Lively. Yeah, Jason Lively. (laughs) Really, Jason Lively should be one, Malibu second. Yeah. But uh, I I would like to have this guy on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He is still alive. He sounds, he looks like he would have been on Seinfeld too. (laughs) I don't, I'm not seeing it, but yeah, I get that. Yeah, I and the one thing going back to Ant's point with the uh, the way they refer to you know the Jews and the Arabs, um, I like how Just they that stank. stank. You guys can't get over that. It's I, a, it, the coming off of his lips. It just sounds like he's saying a dirty word. I just imagine. I was imagining how much worse the second and third movies have to be about that. Yeah, I mean because they're both post nine eleven. Sure. Um, I'm probably this is probably pretty anti-Muslim, um, yeah. but this one is uh, you know part of this movie is evil scheming Jewish bankers yes. <laughs> about trying to uh, bankrupt the world so they could control the world's food, food supply. supply. <laughs> it's like it's not very subtle in the uh, the anti-Semitism. Yes, uh, and there's got to be a way. There's um, there's plenty of ways to make a religious movie, a Christian movie, without resorting to yeah. Um, talk about how much the Jews are going to ruin the world. Um, yeah, and since, you know, one of the rare people to probably have seen Kirk Cameron Saves Christmas, he does a good job there with just sticking to his own religion and not making, you know, too much of a point about... Um, it's basically teaching, you know, so, I forget somebody in the at the party about, you know, the story of Christmas, you know. Really? It's not about the the war on christmas and how it has to that be, is one guy there's has one to be saved there's one guy that is like a conspiracy nut there 
but um, most of it deals with, from what I remember, uh, one of the guys loses faith about Christmas. During Christmas time? Yeah, so that's the saving. Um, but yeah, there's a conspiracy guy that goes, hey man, there's a war on Christmas. Like, was Christmas what does Kirk Cameron say about that? Just blows him off. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Kirk Cameron's a little more progressive than I thought he was. You know, well, they play it off as this guy. He may be right, but he's a little crazy. Oh. <laughs> you know, but sort of like that's the it's, it's so minimal. Like this is just hammering over your head the entire time. You know, the, the one thing I the one thing that kind of bothers me about this movie now that I'm thinking about it. So I, as I was watching it, I thought, you know, this would be fun to kind of bash. But it, it's really difficult to just find things to bash about it. You know, like anything that's out of the ordinary, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm struggling to think of. Yeah, I kind of agree. I just I just outright disliked it. <laughs> right. There was nothing fun about it. Yeah. There was nothing to really pinpoint where you're just like, oh, you know, like they fucked up there. Or they, they were you could see they were having fun, but it just doesn't come across. Like yeah. this was I I feel like Kirk Cameron was probably a terror on set. <laughs> he was like a Bradzilla. Yeah, you know, like it's it's gotta be it's gotta be this way. The dialogue has to be this way. And I wonder if he would hand pick who would be on the crew? Oh, he absolutely would. Uh, just going back to his growing pain days when he had Erica Olaniac fired. Because she wasn't a believer? No, because she was on. She posed in Playboy. Oh, shit. Man, I didn't know that. <laughs> you got to read up on your Kirk Cameron, man. Uh, I'll pass on that. <laughs> Respectfully. Yeah, and Candace Cameron, where he kind of hides it a lot better. <laughs> yeah. How do you think he feels about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> he's he's probably like uh one of our lost lambs yeah this guy living living the best life out of everybody lost lamb needs to come find jesus do you think he still messages him or tries to reach out to him like, <laughs> probably just sends him his book or something like that he, he i feel like he would be a certain friend of ours who would just show up in a random weekend and try to pray for your soul <laughs> it's entirely possible i want to help you man come on yeah <laughs> I don't want yeah. to get and, too, and, uh... and this and this movie, if you take it with no religious context, is a very bland, you know, like forgettable uh, thriller and thriller in quote. Yeah, you know? that's oops, I'd you say know. thriller. But here's you the know. question: why do why do we need a Christian thriller movie? Can't they just can't we just do Heaven Is for Real all the time? You know, uh, I will. We can or. You can only imagine, you know, stories about Christian rock songs. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining because there are, there are some people, and you've pointed out Kirk Cameron's affiliations, um, that are very um, into the book of Revelation and everything into it. And they just want to see that on screen. You know, that they are the true, they know this is coming. You know, everyone else is dumb. This is what it's going to be. You better change your mind about your faith or this will what'll be what happens to you. Yeah. Christians sort of need to pump the brakes a little bit. But that's <laughs> the like real Christians like that, they only know that one speed. You know, it's yeah. either it's it's my way or the highway kind of thing. And yeah. you know, the Christians are supposed to be very tolerable, you know, obviously all about respecting and loving thy neighbor. These things are so anti that message, it's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 It's uh yeah, and, and don't get us wrong throughout this thing, you know, we don't hate the idea of Christianity. It's just this sect. Stop putting yeah. words in my mouth, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Okay, Ant hates old Christians. Mark is right. Like I said before, uh, we're going to bash it, and deservedly so at times, but it doesn't mean uh, whatever you believe, you believe. I just... There's so many Kirk Camerons out there in the world where, you know, they'll shove it down your throat, and we have basically have that person as our leader right now you know it's whether or not he truly ah. believes whether or not he truly <laughs> believes it but he'll he'll go to bat for someone like him um here's a question what would what would you do to make this movie better i was gonna bring that up and i, I you know i really thought hard about it uh there is nothing that i could think of i mean maybe now that i know there's a nicholas cage version i'd say probably add nicholas cage but <laughs> Like, what can you possibly do to make something like this better? You, know, you I guess you take away all the all the, the the messages that this movie is portraying. Yeah. So I have two thoughts on that. one. You take away all the religious um, propaganda is probably the right word for it. You need to have some religion in it if you're going to tell a rapture antichrist story. Like, you need that in there, or, or it doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, but you don't need the stuff like the scenes where they're talking about. Well, you know, like the girl opens the Bible and it says, God loves you as much as I do. Happy birthday. You know, you don't need that stuff. You can take that stuff out and still um, have a pretty good base of a story Um, and then add better actors. Might be what the Nicolas Cage version, you know, just add better actors, keep a general framework of the story, Uh maybe make the reveals a little less obvious to things, even though many people know the story you know in sure. its base forms but just get better actors better writer in terms of dialogue and just keep the keep the the framework of this story um can work as a movie as i haven't seen the nicholas cage version so i don't know if it already it doesn't did. work no it doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> no it's well, it's somehow slightly worse but less okay less I, uh offensive i think i going back to this is the end i think this works better as a comedy and not as a uh, as a, a thriller because if if you're really sticking to your guns that this is the rapture and Jesus took these people or God took these people, how can you what like what can you make how can you make it a thriller? You know, you're you're already saying that this is it's divine and as a comedy it works because now now you have all these bad people trying to. They want to go up now. They want to get raptured, and they're just trying to survive. So being a comedy is more fitting. And I'm not saying that, you know, this is the end. was great. It, it, I liked it. But in terms of if you're, like, again, if you're sticking to that, I think that is the better way to go. Yeah. I'm talking more in the sense that if you sort of reverse the reveals in this and sort of you build the first part of the movie as the build up to the Antichrist part, with right. the with the food and the, the the building of the temple and the evil UN guy, and then right before his plan is revealed and all that, that's when the rapture happens, you know. And then the guy puts everything together from what he's learned, you know, throughout the you know movie in terms of if you're doing a reporter, um, uh, like they do in this, um, you can get a better movie. Maybe not a great movie, but by doing the rapture first, then like Dan said. Everybody that's left is supposed to be a bad person, and at that point, the only time, you, only way you can redeem them, is by doing the ham-fisted religion stuff, and them finding a way to become better people. And that's not always fun, unless you make right. it a comedy. Yeah. Um, but um, in a serious thing, it needs to the reveal. 
uh, and the rapture need to happen in close proximity to each other and not on two completely different ends of the movie. Or uh, just, just in my opinion, trying to find something. You know, the the literal grasping at straws. <laughs> my my suggestion is to replace Kirk Cameron with Alex Jones and just have him go nuts. Yeah. I mean, no. yeah, if you want to take the civic thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make this movie better by having better actors. No. Absolutely, and that actor is Alex Jones. No, I want to hear him scream. I want to hear him scream about turning the frogs gay. Well, he is a globalist over at the UN. (laughs) He does does play a character on his podcast, according to him. There you go. You turn Kirk Cameron into a uh, far-right podcaster. J. Jonah Jameson? Named Alex Cohn. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's the one that's going to save the world. Oh, God. Don't take the Lord's name in vain in this episode. (laughs) Well, is it possible where we could just throw this all away, maybe? not And just forget that it ever happened? Would that make it better? <laughs> this this movie or this podcast episode? Uh, oof. I, I mean, yeah, I'm going to be honest. This isn't our best work. But look at the source material, man. <laughs> it it will... gives us nothing. So for, for anyone that's listening, you've probably noticed that we're not really going through the plot that much because I kind of refused to watch this a second time. <laughs> Um, I just did not enjoy this movie one bit. Um, yeah, I mean, we've we've watched movies that we haven't liked. Uh, I specifically did not like this movie, um, and maybe it's my own biases towards uh, overly religious people. I don't have a problem with religion in general, just uh, people that take it a little too far, like Kirk Cameron. Um, yeah, this one was a stinker, just in general. And when you take away all the Christianity stuff too, it's just not a good movie. No. Yeah, super bland, and I think that's one of the things that we're just we're we're struggling with too, is that just it's there's really nothing to to cling to. Right. Um, there's not sweet mullets and sweet kicks like in uh, Time in Cop. Time Cop <laughs> or Over yeah. the Edge. Yeah, yeah, really, the only memorable make fun of scenes. Dan already mentioned most of them, and then I mentioned the the other one in my bit is when the deacon throws the ball. And hits that cross at the right spot that it falls like it does. Oh, one thing I thought was funny was when we first see that they leave behind all their clothes. Yes. And, like, and the old the old guy's clothes are just like, they look like really stiff. And they're just there. <laughs> That's right. Like, oh, can you take this? I think he might have gone without his clothes. Cameron's just like, okay. I'm going to go check. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's probably an old naked man in the bathroom that I'm just going to say. Hey, what's up? You're right in there. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know, man. Not that I want. Not that I want this podcast to end. It's just you could you could only do so much with yeah. this kind of material. And you, uh, maybe again, we're not professionals here. Maybe a maybe a funnier person out there could really stretch that out. But sure, I think they'd be hard pressed, honestly, if they if they watch this. It would just be you know like oh yeah well. Kirk Cameron's a fucking weirdo. Let's go after him, you know? And, and to me, that's low-hanging. Sure. I'm yeah. sure How Did This Get Made can make a better episode than we're making right now. <laughs> I, but, and here's the thing. You watch it, and you, you try to take mental notes, but it's just, it, it's kind of mind-numbing, and you're you're sitting there like, so, all right, so what do, what do I point out here? You know, the, the, the villain's a bland villain. Uh, Kirk Cameron is bland, just in general. 
and, you, and if you know about him, then you know what he's you know what he's trying to convey, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's not out of the normal. If if Kirk Hammond was trying to do something out of the normal, then yeah, you can probably riff on it a little bit better. But this is run of the mill Kirk Cameron. Sure. I'll say one thing that will make. I'll, I'll go back to what we were talking about and what would make this movie better. I'll I'll backtrack a little bit because I kind of gave a joke answer. Um, I think if they spent more time on the pilot storyline, um, it would have been a little bit more interesting. At the very least, between him and uh, Hattie's character, uh, kind of maybe maybe play up that more a little bit, kind of show that relationship more and then have him start to turn away from that relationship into the good book after a while kind of extend that a little bit kind of see his transformation from a godless heathen to a uh, repentant uh, shepherd let's call him (laughs) right he he becomes more like right he's the one that tells his his daughter like oh you know this is the way i I know it sounds silly but this is what happened and he becomes a true believer and sure i I think at the end he's the one that kind of invites kirk cameron into his flock sure yeah it's kind of weird like because they start off the whole the whole movie um there is a rift between him and his wife and they never really they never overtly say what the what the um problem is between them until she goes away it was like the the daughter comes out and she's just like she's just talking about like you have to be nicer to moms or blah 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 you know try try seeing things from her side or whatever and then like you don't even know what she's talking about and then you realize that after she's gone and have, has been raptured that I guess he just kind of makes fun of her that she's religious yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I mean even even after that is is that really an excuse. I, mean, I don't think he goes in that hard on her, right? He just said he thought it was silly that she goes to church all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has the one line where he says that uh, the reason I was upset is because I didn't want her to need something more than she needed me. He was like, if you're at church, who's sucking this dick? Exactly. <laughs> I think that's a direct quote. Yeah. I remember that And now. it turns out it was Hattie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are the stewardess. She was, and so that's Kirk Cameron's wife. Mm-hmm. She's not bad looking. I'll give him Chelsea Noble. Yeah, she was she was an actress. She was in an episode of Full House as well as Growing Pain. Uh She played one of Uncle Jesse's girlfriends back in the early episodes. What do do you think she thinks of uh, Aunt Becky right now? She's just sipping her tea, man. (laughs) It's none of my business. Sipping that tea, (laughs) (laughs) judging hard as shit. Oh man, that's you know they do that. You know Kirk Cameron, whatever the fuck her name is, I've already forgotten. You're you know they judge the hell out of the Hollywood but, elite. Lori <laughs> Laughlin is a Hollywood elite. Uh, yeah. All right, so maybe yeah, Kirk and Cameron, Candace sit at the dinner table and talk about Lori Laughlin. Oh yeah, that's Don't probably that like part. Sunday yeah, dinner. Sunday dinner with her uh, with their sister. Oh, reading the news today, Aunt Becky is uh, pleading not guilty. Just sips her tea. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always knew she was a troublemaker, even on uh, Full House. I could you think tell. You think there's like competitive nifts between people that were in like 80s sitcoms? Uh, in terms of what, like. Being just relevant in general, still, or... yeah, they're just gen- just general like that. Like when something fucked up happens like that. I mean, I think it depends on the actors, really, right. because I'm trying to think of. Like, I don't think Bob Saget really cares. <laughs> 
Like, you think Scott Bayo when he saw that like Rebecca Romaine Stamos and John Stamos were getting divorced, he was just like, "Oh, look at that! Looks like some <laughs> tough times in Uncle Jesse's house today. Not uh, such a full house now, is it?" Yeah, uh, sure. I, I think Scotty Bayo or Scott Bayo was—he's petty. I'm sure he's. Do, very... do you know him personally, Dan? Scotty, uh, Scotty Bayo. Scotty, yeah, that's what we called him when uh, we, we played handball. You know, he always used to go by Scotty, uh, and he was such a cheater. Um, sure, sure, and I think that's just human nature, you know. Uh, I think these guys, I think these guys, maybe back in the day, because to be honest, he was. Would you say he was a, a, heart, a heartthrob back in the day? Got bail? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So these guys, they had that that mentality, like uh, you know, like oh, this this you know, Stamos comes around, like oh, this this punk coming up. Who does he think he is, you know? With his slick back hair. And his I'm Chachi. Jacket. Yeah, I'm Chachi, fucker. <laughs> Although I should say that Scott Bayo did make a guest appearance on Full House as one of Uncle Jesse's old friends. Yeah. So th- there's definitely some it's animosity there. It's all there. connected. All this stuff is connected to John Stamos. There it is. It's all connected, man. But, but John I, Stamos I, is the Antichrist. He's <laughs> trying to rebuild the Jewish temple in the Holy Land. He's Greek. Yep. Okay. Greek. <laughs> you gotta watch out for those Greeks, man. Uh, yeah. But but then, so in that in that vein, do you, do you think they talk about again uh, Leonardo DiCaprio at all? Probably. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, he, he probably, probably sends him pan- pamphlets all the time. <laughs> sends him pamphlets in the mail. God damn it, Kirk! And I'm trying to bang all these <laughs> supermodels. Jesus, you're really killing my vibe right now. Yeah. <laughs> the supermodels come over and they just see like the junk mail piling up and it's all just pamphlets of Christianity and they're just like, ooh, maybe I don't want to fuck this guy. <laughs> that just was the plan fact all along. Like 45, kind of chubby. It's the dad bod, man. <laughs> Respect the dad bod. This is, in, uh, this is, uh, this is a male, perf- a male, uh, damn it, what's the, uh, what's the I meme? Know, I know it's peak male performance. <laughs> this is peak male performance. You may not like it, but this is, it's <laughs> pretty yeah. good. Where, what do you think happened? Does everybody show up in heaven naked? I think, yes. in my opinion, you go however you decide to show up. So if I wanted to show up when I was 19 and still had hair, that's how I would show up. But then, like, imagine You're talking how about, awkward... like, after you're raptured. Yes. Yeah, because okay. I, I really don't, like, say, hopefully I live to the ripe old age of, you know, in 80s, 90s, whatever. I would hate to spend eternity as a 90. <laughs> yeah, that would but suck. So, so now that always made me wonder. So, Ant, say you go, like, you're a good guy. You've done nice things. You do this podcast. It helps the world out. And God decides, you know what, Anthony? You're coming to heaven. You get to decide how you want to enter. And you're like, I want to, I want to enter in my 20s, you know? And then Lynn decides, you know, I want to enter into my 60s. Oh, no. That's, that's weird, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. why'd you do that? Like, why would you pick 60? Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, you know, I like my 60s. It was fun, and blah, blah, blah. But no one does that, right? It's got to be, heaven has to be full of spry, young people. People at, what, their peak male performance, or? Yeah, yeah, whatever. exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? right? No one would want to go in in their old age form. Yeah, it's, it's an, I would think that. Yeah. Right. I, I'd be so mad at Jen if she did that. What, what are you doing, huh? Come on. She's like, I, I don't have to worry about periods no more. <laughs> bye bye. I'm, menop- I'm menopausal. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, I don't want this to get into the not safe for work category yeah. again. Yeah, the the uh, yeah oh, heavens full of guys in their natural. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he- heaven's full of guys in their twenties and women in their sixties. That's. <laughs> and then they're just all the guys are just super. Dis- Aww, come on. <laughs> How am I supposed to enjoy eternity now? God, jeez. You know, it's. I, I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe you see what you want to see when you go there, right? So, like, I want to see my wife smoking hot and and, and all that good stuff, you know. And but maybe she sees me as I am now, bald. And I have the beard, whatever. But I, it's, it's. I think that would be the best way to describe it. It's probably you, totally wrong. It's like yeah. you just go and you fucking you died. You like if you were decapitated, you fucking you're carrying your head or whatever. Yeah. If you get hit by a bus, you're just eternally <laughs> getting hit by a bus. Right. <laughs> it's terrible. That's not bad though. Yeah. That I could mean... be fun. Like oh fuck, Mark got you know he died in a plane crash and you're just constantly <laughs> on fire or whatever. Yeah. It's a living. It's a good story, right? <laughs> it's like the old, was it Patton Oswalt joke where he goes that if he is going to go, you know, he wants to go in the apocalypse. That's because right. Because then, then he'll he'll have the stories when someone walks up to him in heaven and goes, how'd you die? The in the fucking apocalypse. apocalypse? There were Avril bats Levine. walking around yeah. and shit. Avril Lavigne's head showed up over a fucking volcano. <laughs> like, oh, you know, I got hit by a bus or I was eaten by fire ants. How did you die? The motherfucking apocalypse. That, that's a good point. So we just basically ripped off Patton Oswalt. Yeah, I think. So, so it's either, I'm hoping it's either column A where you go in as you wish to go in or it's as you died. And hopefully if you die, it's something fucking epic. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's the way I'd want to go. Either... Young and beautiful, or in some crazy way. So, I guess at this point, it's some crazy way. There's <laughs> a hell of gunfire. And whenever and whenever you're drinking a, a heaven cocktail, it just spurts out of the holes. Although, assuming if you go down in a hell of gunfire, you were probably doing something bad, right? Probably were, where, where, robbing where, a bank. What if you were the good guy with a? <laughs> That's a good point, Mark. <laughs> I, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> well, now, now for the second half of the podcast, we will debate gun control. Yep. <laughs> it's going to get serious. First, we, our first part, we tackled theology, and now we're going after uh, ethics. Yes, oh, jeez. Yeah, like, as you, like, we just we ran out of steam. <laughs> yeah, but still in about 50 minutes, so and we I, do I think what we that, do. I think, if, if I may, I don't, you know, I don't want to rag on our podcast, obviously. I think we kind of picked up a little bit of steam towards the, the second half, once we decided to talk about how we get into heaven. <laughs> and that's what that's what you get with the left behind podcast sorry guys i was away my dog was drinking for a good 30 seconds right behind me so and it's more interesting than the uh yeah he was, had he a good sta- drink. was he staring you dead in the eye while he was doing it like he knew what he was doing sort of i think the whole <laughs> comment about him not having a soul kind of uh yeah he's like i heard you <laughs> fucker yeah I, don't, honestly don't blame, I, I, blame kirk cameron I just I want to go where my dogs go. Yeah, that's that's and we've we're big lovers of dogs on this podcast, except for Marquis. Well, there's well there's two there's two competing theories. You have the the uh, the nonfiction documentary All Dogs Go to Heaven, and then in this movie there's dogs running around after the rapture, just so, fucking shit up. So, we, or are they the bad dogs? Well, they were the bad dogs, right? They're not. They're, they're, the, they're not the good boys. <laughs> those are the those are the dogs that are scheming globalists. <laughs> <laughs> Cats and dogs, yeah. or cats versus dogs. They're trying to bankrupt the world so they could yeah. control the dog food supply. There were no cats. That's a good All point. cats went. They got raptured. Yeah, yeah. So it, after or all this the time, and they're in hell. 
After all this time, do we find out Kirk Cameron is a cat guy? Ooh, he loves the cat. Makes me hate him even more now. <laughs> uh, I did mention that uh, Janae Stevens, not Lacey Chabert, and that's because actually Lacey Chabert was hired for this movie for that role, and then bowed out for scheduling conflicts. Good for her. Sure, she read the script again. <laughs> her oh, choice. Geez. Although she did go on to star in. Christian Mingle the movie. Mingle the movie. Yeah. Surprisingly not sponsored by Christian. Right. Yeah, it has nothing to do with it. it is yeah, of no really relation. Really weird. Yeah. So, so weird. I nah, hope someone got sued for that. It's probably her. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, funny. This girl is going on and actually done some non-Christian movies. She was in Death Ride, whatever that movie is Death called? Race. Death yeah. Race, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and she's she was on like a lot of TV spots. She was on that canadian show flashpoint that's about like a swat team oh is that canadian yeah or is it shot in canada probably i i only saw it on ion so i'm oh. assuming it's canadian i mean i might be wrong. is Ion is Ion canadian well they bring a lot of canadian shows over oh i am you crazy yeah because you can always tell by they, i don't know if the word's cleaner but it, it just has a different look to it the production uh, are you, you talking know, about like they spell favor with an OU? No, 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 no. When you're actually looking at the thing, for some reason, it looks like I, I guess it's the, maybe to a more dramatic effect, you know, the difference between film and digital. Sure. But in another, like within the digital realm, there's a cleaner version. Maybe it's shot at a different hertz or something. I don't know. Maybe it's in the post production process. Yeah, the process. Yeah. Only they would know about it. So. <laughs> yeah, All right. Um, I'm tapped out, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just about to say, all right, I think we have talked all we are going to talk about left behind the movie. All right. Time for uh, Bible trivia? Bible <laughs> trivia coming at you. No, I have no <laughs> trivia once again today. Uh, it's been quite a while that works. So, uh, no chance to find some trivia. Um, yeah, this was left behind the movie. Um, I did not have any notes for it. So that is kind of why we kind of did a free form episode this, uh, this, year, this week. Um, and let us never speak of Left Behind the movie ever again. Um, as mentioned, it is a uh, Rotten Tomato score of 16 and IMDb 4.6 out of 10. Um, you guys, for some, for some reason, it has four stars on Amazon. Well, that's that's like the Wild West out there. We don't yeah. talk about Amazon. Uh, Jeff Bezos is a uh, big time Christian. Big time Christian. Although now he's divorced, so he ain't getting raptured. He's gonna be stuck with us. He can't buy his way into heaven. Oh, I don't well, think. I, I'm getting raptured. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm most certainly getting. Yeah, me probably not. Um, you guys got any plugs? Uh, yeah. And hit me up on the Twitter. D Aquino 122. Uh, you can also follow our uh, Real Play D and D podcast on there. Stranger at Stranger Damies, and that's all I really have. Yeah, and and I'll dive into a little bit more of the plug that I normally do. Uh, we have uh, you know at Strange Stranger Damies, you know the Twitter account runs there. We also have the Instagram, uh, which has a lot of drawings from um, you know Jenny, who plays our our high elf Druid. Um, she wrote a mini comic on there or drew a mini comic i should say oh yeah from one of our past episodes so, yes. so be sure to check that out that's really awesome um but the podcast itself um airs every wednesday um with the rare occasion when it's a thursday if, if we run into technical difficulties um or life issues but um it normally comes out on wednesdays just follow the twitter account for if there's any delays um we're finishing up 
um, the session before the one we just had on Sunday. So you'll find out some pretty big reveals coming up in the next episode um, next week. Um, this week, we're just setting the table for all that. So be sure to listen. And, um, you know, everybody's starting to come into their stride and learning their characters. So it's starting to get fun um, in terms of uh, the... Finally. Yeah. <laughs> starting to get it's finally fun. Finally fun. <laughs> oh, hey, I was going to say, I've been having fun for a while. Yeah, meaning yeah. more... Mark, the... are you not having fun? Oh, I hate it every <laughs> single we... time. Did we find out that our DM actually hates doing this? <laughs> you didn't catch that by when I yelled at you for making me name the two guards in the last session? <laughs> no, I, I, thought you, I thought you were no, all happy. No, no, what I meant is more, um, as, you, as you've watched other shows like Critical Role and, you know, all the stuff on Roll20, or I'm sorry, Roleplay, you know, there comes a point where everybody sort of gets to know their characters, which I think this session that is airing now um, is. And it just, you know, all the dialogue when it's not between me and you guys or in a battle um, is just finally getting to that point where I don't have to say, hey, do you guys want to talk? You know, right. too often you're just in it. And and I think this is, this is where the, the jumping off point comes when we're, you know, into the into the meat of the of this arc of the story so be sure to listen it, it gets really good coming up uh, yeah uh, we, should probably, we should probably uh talk about or at least mention i, I know we say it at the beginning but and is, is there anything to say about our uh, who, who we're partnering with do we have yeah anything? we're uh we're now part of geek vibes nation proud partner um i do not have any episodes coming up with them i know they did so on game of thrones uh, i guess last week um, for Rain, you were not able to join that because I was super busy with work, and Mark uh, does not watch it. As yeah. was Dan was also very busy. Yeah, stupid masters. Who watches the masters? This is all Tiger Woods' fault. I could have been talking about Game of Thrones. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Tiger Woods had to fucking, make a fucking comeback. Yeah. Fucking Tiger. Yeah, and if you want to see me uh, discuss Spider-Man: Homecoming, I am on the Geeks Against the Grain episode yes. on the feed. For that. That's, uh, and so, uh, sooner rather than later, one uh, either us, uh, either myself or Dan will wind up on an episode yes. when when work doesn't get so insane. Right. Uh, and I, but it's been a very hectic week. I wish, I really wish we could just make this our job, but unfortunately, not paying us yet. Yeah, you could send money to us. We don't have That's a Patreon, true. but you, I take cash. Right, Venmo. You know, yeah. you know I, also, I also take checks. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. You know, now that Anthony was saying that he probably isn't going to get raptured, don't send him the money. Send me the money because I am going to be raptured. So that means I'm a good person. I don't know. Send me the money because I'm going to need it when I'm stuck stuck here. But I'll be able to disperse it. There's literally a statement. You can't take it with you. But I'm not going tomorrow. Planning. I don't know. It could happen at any time, man. So how about this? Israel still stands. And the globalists run the... The UN. How about I give you my bank account? I'll give you the information, and when I become raptured, it's all yours. I don't know. I feel like you're going to trick me. Yeah, there's not going to be anything in it. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> you got me again. <laughs> that son of a bitch. I'll be laughing down from <laughs> me and my super felt 19-year-old body. And your 60-year-old wife. And my 60-year-old wife. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting it on in heaven. 
<laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Mark said, <"Ugh." laughs> Sorry that you have to picture me as 19 nailing my 60-year-old. <laughs> Can't unsee it now. Next time she comes to the... Uh, <laughs> next time we have a, a, a Stranger Damie session, you're all, you're just going to be looking at Jen, 60 years old. 60 years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when we end up being 60 years old, in the back of my head, if my memory is not gone... <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm going to see you guys together and just go, ugh. Yeah. And she's going to have no reason. She, she has no idea why. <laughs> Mark Sorry. is really pessimistic of what he's going to be like when he's 60. Yeah. <laughs> my mind's not gone. Yeah. Well, that's the only way I would forget this if my mind is... True point. No, I'm hoping you forget it immediately. I probably will. I yeah. would. If I didn't take notes in the session or if I didn't listen back to every episode, I'd probably forget things. You know, you know what I'm going to do now? Next time I see you... At the session, I'm gonna like mouth it to you, 60 years old, and it's just gonna throw you through a loop. I should, I should, I should just have a a character now that um that that is the way they tried to explain the religion to you, whatever religion you run into. When you die, you become 19 years old and bang your 60 year old significant other. That's a weird religion, man. And only three of us in the room will get the joke. It's great. All right, guys. Uh, so we are. They call this movie. You could find us on any podcast service. Just stream. Uh, just search for. They call this movie. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, any podcast streaming app that you might have. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're both. We're pretty active on Twitter and Facebook uh, and Instagram. Just you know, they call this a movie. Just oh, actually, no, that's not. They call this movie. It's a uh, the main Damy. Um, so just look for the main Damy on any of those places. Um, we are the main and if you have any questions or comments if you hated this episode because we badmouthed religion <laughs> or just really had no direction at all in this one uh hit us up on email at the main at gmail.com uh, and i am at ant delvec uh that's gonna wrap it up for this episode uh the director of left behind the movie is vic sarin so for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Del Vecchio telling Vic Sarin to please go fuck himself.